Welcome to the Blue Zoo, a podcast all about life at the United States Air Force Academy. If you're interested in attending the Academy, or you know someone who is, be sure to check out www.academyadmissions.com. I'm Ryan. And I'm Reese. And today, we had the special pleasure of interviewing our good friend, Cadet Second Class DJ Miller. Yeah, DJ, uh, he's the cadet in charge of the Broadcasting Club here at the Academy, which is the club that oversees all of the, the radio and the podcast, including what we're doing right now. He's in charge of us. Uh, so it was really awesome to get him on the show because he's got a real cool insight about how to get on the club uh, and what he did and, and what it was like back when he was a freshman. Yeah, and in addition to just being, you know, super involved in the broadcasting club and Blue Line News, you know, the, the new news right. station that we have on YouTube, check it out. Um, shameless he's plug. Definitely, yeah, shameless <laughs> plug. He's definitely a jack of all trades. He does everything at the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super involved in, in the cadet wing with his jobs. Um, he's a member of the men's ultimate Frisbee team. Um, Which is a national yeah. uh, ranking sport, by the way. Yes, two-year runner-ups in the national level. Um, he's been a member of the team. He's now the team captain, one of the team captains of the Frisbee team. Um, he's also a member of Modeled United Nations. Right, and, uh, and he wants to be the president. Yeah. And he wants to be the president, and I'd vote for him, honestly. He, he's a cool guy, yeah. uh, a poli-sci major, and he's just really fun to talk to. Uh, so, without further ado, this is DJ Miller. Yeah, so I would say that answer is twofold. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the service aspect. My dad and grandfather were both military. My dad was Desert Storm Air Force, and my grandfather's uh, Vietnam Army. So just kind of growing up with that kind of background, like the successful men in my family, very much military, and the maybe not so successful men in my family, not military. So I kind of associated the two pretty early on. Um, so leading, setting by their example and just kind of being fostered in that kind of uh, disciplined culture, military culture, it was pretty cool. And then secondly, why I chose here, especially over like civilian institutions where I had full scholarships, was to learn to lead. Um, I think that's a really important part, and that's something that this place definitely has plenty of opportunities if you're willing to go out and seek them. So definitely leadership. Okay, so are you a military brat then? Uh, No, actually. My dad actually got out before I was born, so I was fortunate enough to only grow up in two places and not have to travel around a whole bunch. Okay, where's that? Um, So Darien, Illinois, shout out. Uh, it's a nice place to live. That's our official town motto. Really? Yeah, it's a uh, suburb right outside of Chicago, uh, western okay. suburb. So, yeah, about 20 minutes out of the city. That was an awesome experience. Definitely learned a lot about culture because not a lot of people there look like me. Not a lot of people there thought like me. So that mm-hmm. was really interesting kind of being in that culture. We moved out there for the educational opportunities because it's like top-notch stuff. But um, after that, I went to high school in Cedar Hill, Texas which is right outside of Dallas. Like, my house in Cedar Hill now, I could stand on the roof and see, like, downtown Dallas. So we're, okay. we're fairly yeah, close. Yeah, really close. Yeah, like, I could walk and be within Dallas proper within five to ten minutes. So Are you a Spurs fan? No, I'm actually all Chicago. So Bulls, uh, Bears, Cubs, and Hawks. Okay. So what's it like coming from, a like, a city background uh, and city high school and city education into the academy? Yeah, so that's really strange because Colorado is probably the most outdoorsy state yeah, in the is. country. Um, I'm pretty sure like they're the healthiest state, too, because you're just always outside, always walking around, elevation, mountains. So that's really a big adjustment for me because culturally, that's not me. Like, I, I don't camp or, like, ski, snowboard. So it's really weird. 
when you come here and like all your friends, that's all you want to do is like go camping, skiing, snowboarding. That doesn't really interest me. I don't want to do that because I'm from the city and not too much in Colorado Springs, but it's a pretty small city compared to what I'm okay. used to. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to like <laughs> metroplex of just the main city here yeah. and then all the surrounding suburbs. There's plenty of stuff to do. Um, so I find myself in Denver quite often um, to try to get a little bit of the city experience. But even still, Denver's like a pretty outdoorsy city compared to most. And you've yeah. always got the yeah, mountains. It is. It's just a really weird mix given where I grew up in like actual cities versus coming out here and we're in Colorado. And it's like yeah. kind of sort of not really city. The, the front range. Exactly. Wide open yeah, front yeah. range, yeah. Would you say that you have adopted any of the Colorado like culture aspects of like camping or you've just been totally adverse to that nope i've been incredibly <laughs> adverse i'm a city boy through and through i remember when i was a kid my mom tried to make me do boy scouts right so we were chilling me and my dad we were cool we were cool we'd go to all the scout meetings hang out chill but then as soon as they started talking about camping i looked at my dad my dad looked at me and we were out the next day <laughs> we definitely do not do camping so so that's interesting what were your uh what were your thoughts about basic then uh, basic was first piece. I love first piece and see that's contra. So first piece is where you're doing like you're learning how to wear your uniform. You're inside in the dorms most of the time, which is kind of the pro. Um, you're learning how to march. You're learning how to do like all the all the military military stuff. Yeah. stuff. yeah. And that that to me was way better than second piece where we were out in Jack's Valley for the second half. And we we're basically like kind of sort of camping ish. A little bit. That's as close as I want to be to camping. Um, <laughs> you're the first. Sure. You're definitely the yeah. first person I've ever heard say that they liked first beast more than more. second beast. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is this upcoming summer I'm going to be a flight commander, so I'm going to be in charge of second beast. Of second beast, yeah, like so, in Jack's Valley. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to have you know thirty, roughly thirty basics, four element leaders, and my assistant flight commander. And we're going to be out in Jack's Valley. How ironic is that? <laughs> that's like. The one beast that I don't like of the two. But so. you don't have to sleep in the tent. That's you don't, you true. don't have to camp. You just have to like it's like a day it's like a day hike. Exactly. Yeah. I can make my element leaders and assistant flight commander go do the tent duty. I can yeah. <laughs> be in my dorm room <laughs> chilling out. Yeah. Um, so okay, so I also know that you're involved in a lot of clubs and activities <laughs> yes. here at, at the Academy. Um, so like it's kind of a two part question. What kind of clubs were you expecting to get involved in mm -hmm. when you came in? And what, what clubs are you involved in right now? So I was honestly, I was pretty open when I came in to doing clubs. Um, I definitely did a lot in high school, so I was kind of all over the place. I wanted to do something that had to do with my major. I wanted to do something athletic because I wasn't going to be an IC. And then I wanted to do something fun. And that's kind of what I ended up doing once, you know, sophomore year kind of came around. And the second half of that is where I kind of hammered in which clubs I was going to stay a part of, you know, for the duration of my cadet career. So I'm on the USAFA Model United Nations team, which right. is basically like we simulate political science type events. We simulate the United Nations or some modified versions of it and go around to conferences, compete, talk about the issues. Essentially, they give us like a big problem that affects most countries. Like say, uh, how do you fix global warming? 70 people going about college age kids go in a room and try to figure it out. And there's rules and procedures mm -hmm. and all that. Um, but that's really fun. Uh, did did you do boys state in high school? I didn't actually. You didn't? Okay. Because no. I, I was curious if those were similar because I also yeah. didn't do that because I didn't know it was a thing until I came here and yeah. I heard like everyone's done it. Yeah. Um, and it sounds kind of like the a similar thing. You uh, you like set up rules. Reese, have you done it? I have. I have gone to boys state. Okay. I know a little bit about Model UN and there. Yeah, there's a little bit of similarity. Yeah. Model UN's on like, more like the international scale, whereas boys boys state or boys nation is like 
you know, like on your state scale. Okay. Just like with a bunch of high schoolers. Got so, it. yeah, it, it's somewhat similar, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so even going in that, like it's kind of cool to be able to learn how to work a room. Like how do you go into a room and be like the most prevalent because all the awards there are subjective. So you have to kind of be the front runner. You have to write. You have to speak. You have to be knowledgeable about the issue. You have to be likable, charismatic. All these different factors kind of play into a good strategy as a delegate in Model United Nations. So that's really cool. And that's political science all the way. Like we're the we're the department's like child. So uh, that's yeah, definitely something fun to do with my major. Yeah, you're because you're a, a poli sci major. Yeah, correct, Political yeah. science. Um, and. Well, I'll, I'll let you finish talking about the clubs, uh, but I, I want to know why poli sci. Sure, I'll, I'll definitely get to that. Um, the other clubs I'm in, the broadcasting club, pretty great club, I yeah. would have to say. Um, <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, I actually, the way I started, it's kind of a bit unorthodox. So um, in the days of old, before we had this awesome studio here in Fairchild Hall, we actually had a studio in Vandenberg Hall, which is a lot smaller. So Vandenberg Hall is the dorm room, whereas Fairchild is the academic building. Uh, it was a lot smaller. Back in the day, it's also kind of like a multi-use facility. So we had like yearbook pictures there. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. So I was actually taking my yearbook picture first semester freshman year. Uh, walked out, walked past uh, Chris Kahn, who's the director out here. Yeah. He runs the runs the broadcasting club. Had a quick conversation with him, just, you know, saying hi, you know, being cordial. And he said, hey, man, dude, you have a sick voice, bro. Like, have you ever thought about <laughs> doing no radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's... That's kind of how I ended up here, you know, fast forward, uh, what, three, almost, yeah, three years, and I'm the cadet in charge of the broadcasting club, so it was a pretty, pretty interesting, very unorthodox way to get involved, but I enjoy doing it, that's my, like, I do this for fun kind of club, I like speaking, and it's really, really interesting to be able to have an audience and kind of reach out, I'm sure you guys know a little bit about yeah. that, huh? Yeah, what was that like, uh, like the Vandenberg? Yeah, so... For me, luckily, since it was in the dorm building that I was actually in and relatively close to my squadron, I was able to kind of like sneak away as a four degree as a freshman um, when the rules are really, really strict and, you know, you have to be at attention all the time and you're greeting and walking around. So that was a nice little escape and it was close by. I didn't have to walk that far. I really didn't even have to leave the building because the way the stairwells kind of worked, the ones that I was allowed to use, it was just a very quick like boop, boop, and I was in the broadcasting studio. So that was mm -hmm. awesome. Um, I would kind of hang out there, do homework, and do what I needed to do to kind of relax, take a, take some time out, de-stress, and then obviously go record my show, do the music, talk about fun stuff that happens here in the cadet wing. So it was really cool. And this club has transitioned so much in my time here, like going back to it where it was kind of like just pretty much just radio, uh, small focus. Now we're doing like podcasting with you guys. You guys are leading the way on that. Uh, we have a video program now, too, so we're doing like Blue Line News, which is an awesome program. I'm a co-host on that. Um, it's the news program we have here that talks about uh, the, just the main events. Usually we have something from, you know, from the cadet wing, so the military side, from the athletic director, that's the athletic side, from the dean of faculty, so the academic side, and then usually another like two or three more really interesting stories. So you get a really good spread, and that's pretty awesome. I love doing it. It's a good club. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I guess we should probably stop promoting our. our <laughs> yeah. By the way, check out Blue Line News Kappa, the podcast, while you're at it. But. While you're already listening to the product yeah. of the broadcast, yeah. check out all these other things that we've. Yeah, out. Uh, no, but th that that is really cool. Yeah. How, like I think um, I joined it after after Ryan did. Yeah. Um, after like recognition the freshman year, so I kind of only known this studio and like 
you know, that thing. But I've heard a lot of freshmen, same thing as you, like, yeah, it was, like, kind of my, like, little escape and just have fun and, and de-stress. And, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So. It, it wasn't something I was planning on getting, you know, a part of when I was oh. in high school at all. It just kind of happened randomly, and I know I fall in love. Same here. That's that's what I said. <laughs> like, a random chance encounter. I just never thought I would be on the radio doing radio, but love it, and I'm here, and it's amazing. And you're doing great, yeah. you know? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what what other clubs? Sure, yeah. The third club I'm in, third, at, as a kid at USAFA, is the Ultimate Frisbee team. Um, that one is another unorth- unorthodox yeah, story. kind um, of a strange sport. I, yeah, I kind of – it's a weird sport because it's like – it's a hippie sport, right? So, you know, the whole yeah. thing with, like, Frisbee is, like, oh, mainstream sports have, like, balls, so we're going to use, like, a, a disc. disc. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's like the rules are really weird. It's like a mix of kind of soccer, football – kind of sort of you can't run with the disc yeah there's different throws there's different ways to play defense there's different ways to run an offense it's really complicated actually because the it's and i hate to take this cadet approach and arrow <laughs> but the disc kind of flies differently than a ball because it's a horizontal surface so you get more lift right and i'm starting to sound like my arrow teacher that's bad <laughs> but um yeah there's different angles of release you can do different things with it in the wind with your angle, power, different throws. So it's actually really cool. Um, I love doing it. I've been doing that since second semester of sophomore year. And again, another unorthodox story of how I joined that. Um, one of my buddies was on the team. I was like, one day I was just like, I need to be on a sport. I kind of got tired of yeah. not doing things that were <laughs> athletic. So I went to my buddy and was like, hey, man, uh, I know you're on the Frisbee team. Like, what's going on there? And he brings me down first day was actually terrible because throwing a frisbee is actually really difficult yeah yeah it is (laughs) uh most people will kind of do this casual like backhand for those who don't know think of like the general the obvious motion that you would think of um like maybe if you're right-handed you would turn kind of towards your left throw it with your hand out in front kind of like hitting a tennis racket backhand however the complicated one is forehand which is a complete opposite you have to step out yeah Ryan and Reese are doing the weird motion. <laughs> uh, you kind of have to step out. Again, imagine hitting a tennis racket forehand, but with a Frisbee and releasing it and trying to get power. All about the flick. All about yeah, the, is, uh, the wrist. All it is the, the wrist. wrist. All in the wrist. <laughs> this sport is all in the wrist, 100%. <laughs> so trying to learn that motion took me several months to really kind of figure it out, hone it in. Um, but now... You know, I got the first seeds, saw some leadership potential in me, and now I'm one of the captains on the team. So hey, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, I definitely enjoy doing those three clubs. They're pretty awesome. How is uh, Yusafa's Frisbee team ranked? Uh, so actually, the past couple years, we've been going to nationals pretty consistently. Last two years, um, runner-ups. So we lost both times in the final round, of course. I mean, second place isn't bad. Yes. Heart, heartbreaking. It's not It's not terrible, but that those <laughs> losses were very heartbreaking. Yeah. So our rank's pretty high right now. Um, we're going into spring semester. Route this time is the bulk of our season, so we're going to start hitting playoffs. Our home uh, tournament's coming up pretty soon, too. So, be, Did you play much awesome. Ultimate Frisbee back in like high school or mm, ever? Nope. I never touched a disc until I walked <laughs> down to practice the very yeah. first day. That, that's crazy to me that you could – just like walk onto a sport that you've never played before, yeah, and then be second ranked in the nation for it. Yeah, it's kind of it's pretty impressive. I I definitely enjoy yeah. it. So yeah, I know. Um, I did frisbee last year too. Yeah, I remember just one day DJ showed up and I was like, "What's up?" Like, <laughs> like the middle was like it was like just second semester, and, and we like went and played some uh, 
some games. I think it was in like Pueblo or something. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was fun. Yeah. And it's interesting to see like the cadet approach how like most of the guys playing Ultimate Frisbee are kinda like the uh I don't want to say like the weird guys, but they're the they're, they're different. You know, like the frisbee players are just different, but like the academy guys are like kind of in shape and like competitive and athletic, and take <laughs> yeah. a little more serious approach to frisbee. Just a bunch of yeah. athletic geeks out yeah, there. Yeah, even though it's like kind of like a, a nerdy sport, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's interesting. The academy guys are a little different on the field. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird because frisbee has so again it came from like this hippie sport of like oh we don't use balls we have discs so yeah it's really cool and that culture has just kind of permeated through like the very typical frisbee players like wearing bright colors kind of all around they have really silly celebrations and then being here we're in a very super serious like strict military environment where we're kind of all the time just a lot more honed in a lot more focused a lot more disciplined about things and that doesn't really mesh well with the general hippie type culture of frisbee yeah. <laughs> so when we go out and play other teams we just kind of like stare and look and they'll do like weird chants and stuff but yeah <laughs> it's it's just really funny like reese said we're we tend to be a lot more athletic than other teams because we're military cadets i would hope that we're generally a little better shape, shape at yeah. least you know? <laughs> yeah yeah the elevation here definitely helps too oh, so i imagine go play at sea level like we just run circles around other teams for sure mm-hmm. okay well yeah i love frisbee um but let's get into poli side. That's what I want yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yes. I was right. I was like, I was like, I was like getting really into frisbee. Like, yeah, frisbee. Yeah. Uh, poli side. So, sure. what got you into the poli side major? Did you do model UN in high school? No, actually, another thing. I just came here and like started experimenting, which is, I guess, the really cool part about USAFA. There's so many ways to kind of branch out. But I didn't really do anything like model UN, any strict like poli side stuff in high school. What I actually did was I had an awesome internship opportunity with the superintendent of my school district. So I would go like after school or in the evenings or sometimes during the day, depending on what the assignment was, if I was like, didn't have class or whatever, um, and go intern with the superintendent. So that meant like shadowing, maybe like the career technical outreach branch or the athletic department at the school or going to school board meetings, um, going to city council meetings, kind of talking about education from a student's perspective which i think was a really unique opportunity for me it helped me develop my public speaking skills it helped me get comfortable in front of large crowds it helped me get comfortable in front of you know like sitting in with a bunch of like superiors essentially like the school board for example the city council the mayor principals that kind of thing so that was a really unique opportunity and that kind of opened my eyes a lot to how local government works. And from there, getting into USOF, I just kind of wanted to expand and branch out. So that's pretty much how I landed in. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't outside. totally random. No, not, yeah. to- not totally random, but it's just, it's kind of weird because here, especially being in the military, we have a lot of like international focus. A lot of people come in doing like Boy State or uh, Model UN where they have a lot more like perspective in a wider range. But a lot of my experience coming in was in that local, very small setting, like, you know, a town of 60, 70,000 people, which is relatively small. Um, but in that local kind of setting, so that really shaped how I pursued, like how I attacked the policy I major here. Because, again, there's a huge, huge international focus, like an overwhelming majority of the policy department is going to be international, whereas I'm more of an American focus. So I like to study domestic policy, study the Constitution, Supreme Court, our own systems that we have here. That's kind of where I focus my efforts. So I remember you telling us uh, that you're going to Portugal. Yes. Okay, so is that at all related to the poli-sci 
or are you trying to apply any of your major to that? Um, and, and what's that? What's that experience? Uh, how did you get it? Sure. So I'm going to the Portuguese Air Force Academy uh, this upcoming spring break. Hopefully, if there's no travel bans or anything due to coronavirus, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty scary stuff. But um, yeah, honestly, that was me. I want to say it was like one o'clock at night. I was up, couldn't sleep for whatever reason. Um, they had sent out. So we have a department here at USAFA that's kind of just dedicated to doing all the foreign travel because cadets kind of go some of everywhere, whether they're doing research, cultural immersion, um, all kinds of different stuff. So they had sent out a blanket application. I was just kind of going through my emails, deleting stuff because our inboxes fill up and that's really annoying. Uh, so I was deleting emails and I stumbled across the application, went ahead, just kind of pounded it out for 30 minutes. And then a couple months later, I get a call from a captain up in the department and he's like, hey, you've been selected to go uh, to the Portuguese Air Force Academy, Foreign Academy visit. It's kind of like a, I like to think of it as like I'm a diplomat going on a cool yeah. diplomat yeah. mission, <laughs> you know, maintain our uh, ties with Portugal, you know, keep them, keep them as our allies by exchanging cultures and kind of yeah. hanging out there. So I'm super excited. One of my friends actually just uh, was in Portugal. Um, he's doing semester abroad in Europe. He was just in Portugal taking a bunch of pictures. So I have like a laundry list of cool places to go see, uh, cool things to go do that he was doing and he enjoyed. So I'm seeing a real trend with the things you get involved with. Yeah. Like, like random. <laughs> Just random happy accidents. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, Bob Ross, happy little accidents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. like, yeah, so I like asked my friend and, you know, now I'm going to Portugal. So yeah, that's like, crazy. It's like kind of like that kind of thing. You know? Yeah. That's, that's funny. That's That just kind of speaks to the amount of opportunities we have here, the mm -hmm. breadth and scope that we do because, you know, Yusuf is really unique. We have a lot lot of really talented people here and this institution is kind of like a vehicle for us to explore our talents for us to develop them and for us to like really branch out and yeah. become very well-rounded very talented officers so do you want to be a diplomat in the air force then no actually i okay. would i would actually <laughs> like to stay pretty domestic um maybe be the president of the united states one day i know it kind okay of, <laughs> hey, seems, seems pretty uh i'd vote for you pretty interesting. thanks i appreciate it but um for me, uh, seeing President Barack Obama get elected was really, really kind of shifted my paradigm a lot because, again, I grew up in a town where nobody looked like me, right? So seeing somebody who did, in fact, look like me become the president of the United States, at, you know, I was nine, I was 10 days before my uh, 10th birthday. Yeah, 11 days before my 10th birthday. And being able to see him, like, my fellow Americans, blah, 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 blah you know, <laughs> fellow as, Americans. as he, as he does, uh, uh, as he does, um, it was really awesome for me and kind of that honestly, literally the next semester after he got elected, I joined student council, kind of started getting the ball rolling and that's how I ended up, um, interning with the superintendent and, you know, further on. And that's one of the big reasons I'm here right now. So. It's kind of a really cool domino effect. I really, I never really thought about that. Yeah, it's really interesting to kind of see how, like, minor events in your life or what you might think is minor at the time. Like, you know, 10-year-old me, my dad pulled me out of school that day to go, you know, watch the whole thing. So yeah. we ate pizza and kind of hung out. But minor things like that are not even minor, but it ended up being a really major life-changing event, especially now looking back on it. Like, if you go back and kind of, I guess, stand up the dominoes in a sense and kind of follow yeah. the trail yeah. back, like, that's one of the ones that – definitely shifted my paradigm kind of changed my life for the better yeah that's really cool like it's just like something that doesn't really impact you like directly like you know but just that one little event it just changed it changed like the whole future exactly so yeah that's so, awesome so if you wanted to get involved in politics 
uh, after the academy, what would you have to be doing? Sure. So essentially what we have to do is, since we all graduate, we all commission as officers, right? Um, that's five-year service commitment after graduation minimum. Um, for me, I'm looking to be a security forces officer. So really, that's one of those career fields here that puts you in charge of a lot of airmen all all at once. You yeah. know, you come out, graduate, second lieutenant. I'll be 22 at that time. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be 22, probably in charge of, you know, anywhere from 50 to several hundred airmen all at once as a security forces lieutenant if that's the job that the Air Force decides to give me. So um, really pushing that envelope and challenging my leadership ability because that is a lot of people to be in charge of, especially when a lot of them are going to be older than me, which is another really interesting and kind of unique caveat to this place because we graduate, especially if you're like a direct, you know, if you're not a prior or preppy, you yeah, graduate. You come straight out of high school. Yeah, exactly. You come straight out of high school. You graduate here, 21, 22, 23, somewhere in there, and you're in charge of a lot of people that it maybe maybe your senior master sergeant that's under you has 25 years in the experience in the Air Force, right? But you have just kind of been at school. You just study out. <laughs> you just walk out and you're automatically in charge. That doesn't make sense. But it's really, it's just a really interesting and really dynamic like, leadership yeah. opportunity. So um, really focusing on honing in those skills. And then, you know, whenever I decide to end my Air Force career, that's uh, when I'll probably get into local politics. Well, okay. I have one quick question for you. If you have to name one of your favorite experiences at the Academy, what would it be? Top of your head. Best Ooh. moment, best experience. Uh, favorite experience at the Academy would definitely have to be, it's another interesting one, Reese, I think you can relate to this, but being the wing chief clerk here, um, for those of you who don't know, wing chief clerk is essentially like the three-degree equivalent or the sophomore equivalent of the uh, wing command chief. So that's the highest-ranking second-class cadet and the wing commander, the highest-ranking first-class cadet. So essentially, you're the highest-ranking third-class cadet. You're the highest-ranking sophomore in the cadet wing. And being able to kind of sit and observe, you know, I had a, I had formal responsibilities, I had a job to do, but a lot of my responsibilities and duties were very informal. So it was a fun, like, way to learn and kind of talk to people on leadership, gauge their perspective, all the way down from, you know, colonels that had 30 years of experience in the Air Force or, you know, second-class cadets that were in charge of me that have only one year into my senior. So it was really interesting, uh, very fun experience. That was a whole semester, but I love doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can maybe speak a little bit to that, but you said it all. So yeah, it's, it's a good experience. I'm surrounded by two wing chief clerks. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. This is kind of like a, a streamlined way to get yeah. to that job. Yeah. It's, apparently there's it's a, a high correlation. Yeah. It's a great, ex- yeah. Fris- the Frisbee team yeah. automatically is how you get it. You know? Podcasting, Frisbee, wing chief Tell clerk. Tell you what. It's all the same. Group together. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, DJ, for coming on the show. We loved having you and your breadth of experience and all your knowledge so thank you so much for coming on. Cool. Thanks, Reese. Thanks, Ryan. Good luck becoming president. Oh, thank <laughs> you, guys. I will vote for you. 2036, <laughs> roughly, is when I'll be eligible. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Thanks, DJ. Yep. Uh, if you like the show, be sure to check out our other episodes on the Blue Zoo podcast and check out the Blue Line News. Also, check out KAFA 97.7, the Academy, the official broadcasting and radio station of your United States Air Force Academy. We're just two cadets living life at a different altitude. Wait, 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 wait. Say something. Yeah, well. No, no, no. Something like you you always say at the end of a podcast, you're always like, boom. <laughs> boom. I did say, uh, <laughs> I did say, I think I said sweet, baby. Yeah, you did. Usually I say something at the end, I'm like, boom. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, well, me and Ryan.